Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. We are glad that you are with us as we get started. A friendly reminder that nothing we say here is meant to be perceived as the official statement of doctrine or belief of any particular school, church, or calling body. We are not affiliated with any particular school, church, or calling body, and that everything we say here is simply the belief or opinion of the man who states it and nothing more. Let's get started with the show. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Lucretius See, Maximus. What, what we need to do is we need to have an understanding of the complex situations in our times. And you always got to no. say social cultural oh. issues. <laughs> yes. And uh, right geographical now, concepts. It's it's a complex theory that's going on in these. Very complex. <laughs> it ain't simple. <laughs> yep. Deep. Deep. Nope, <laughs> that's, that's deep. That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. Forgot the sponsor. Oh, Ooh. nice. Too bad none of us have beards. Yeah. So you all have just have to admire. Well, we I could sniff them. I can grow. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can, you know. Actually, I can't smell. Smell that. Ever since Perfect. early December. Maybe this will fix your It's sense. been <laughs> zero. It hasn't come back yet? Yeah, I don't think I got Still COVID not. or nothing, so. Oh, you, you never, never tested positive? Mm-mm. Can't yeah. test positive if you don't get tested. <laughs> You're right, but I tested positive for the antibodies, so. Oh, so you did have it at some point. I guess so, or I guess, well, I mean, that makes sense, because <laughs> without it, I don't know how I lost uh, my smell. So. All right, you guys ready to roll? Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Just pull out of the garage. Yeah. There you go. Roll like that. Yeah. See, they're just oh. going to be all night. <laughs> <laughs> they started already. Oh, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, we are on. Um, before we get started, the show sponsor today is Brigger Beard General Beard Oils and Supplements. Um, thank you, Nathan, for sending more and more and more beard oil. Like You're talking name. about new scents. It is a good name. It is a good name. Um, and Nate Hensley, he's an MLC guy, too, actually. He's teaching Solid. in the Milwaukee area. Um, he makes beard oils, and he does a very good job of it. It's all I use at this point, um, not just because he gives them to me for free, but because <laughs> they're excellent. They're awesome. So you can find Brigger Beard General Beard Oil at Brigger... Nope. Google, sli- oh shoot, I mess it up every time. Google sites. Sites.google.com forward slash Brigger Beard General, or you can find them on Facebook. You, you want to try some? Oh, you guys don't have beards at all. I, have, yeah. uh, I haven't shaved in three days. There you go. Three hey, days. You can grow something, couldn't you? I can. Can you grow a mustache to go with it, or are you just an Amish um, beard kind of guy? The Amish mustache beard, is like on a three-week delay. Okay. Yeah. Three-week yeah. delay. That's it respectable, though. Yeah, at least I, it happens. Yeah, I yeah. just get peach fuzz. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. And well, you're blonde too, so yeah, it I suppose. It yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a good reason to try? Have you like ever tried to grow it out at all? Uh, or is it just kind of? I haven't shaved for like how long was I, Dan? Like Since three school months. Start? Oh, it's, it's probably impressive. like three months, and I didn't get very far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not saying right now you haven't shaved for three months. No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved on Sunday. Okay. For church. Well, so you got a little something you growing go. in. Wow, look at you. All right. This is when I wish I could zoom the camera in. <laughs> like, look at that. Okay, guys, let's let's play fly, find the hair. All right. <laughs> so let's uh, have you guys introduce yourselves. Go ahead. No, you can start. 
Um, I'm Noah Kvit. I'm a sophomore at Martin Luther College. Okay. I, Martin Luther College was not my first college. I transferred from WLC. I didn't really know what I wanted to be, but here I am. For those uh, who don't know, what is WLC? Wisconsin Lutheran College. It's a liberal arts school in Milwaukee, Wells-based, so I'm glad I went there. It was definitely a step, and yeah, it was good. Yeah. What made you want to, or why MLC? Why is this your landing spot? Um, I wanted to become a pastor, and I think, I think at WLC, I really learned a lot about myself, and I knew I wanted to help people, and I mean, the best way to help people is spreading the gospel, so. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, when you say you want to be a pastor, how do you know? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I just know I want to, this is this is what I want to, like, I, I don't not want to do this, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I want to have this skill set. Like, I want to be able to read the languages and everything. And if the Lord doesn't let me get all the way through, he doesn't let me get all the way through. Or if I get through and do something else, I get through and do something else. But yep. um, this is definitely, I can relate to that. I don't know if I want to be a pastor, but I want to go through the process of becoming a pastor. So, sweet. Agreed. Awesome. Where are you from? I'm from Georgia, Noonan, Georgia, about 45 minutes south. I like the energy. It. Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got a couple of southern energy boys. down there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely warmer down there. See, I that's think. why they have so much energy, because it's warmer. Yeah. Wait, you so lose, you lose your energy what part of Georgia is, is that? Where do you go to church? Sharpsburg. Okay. Lutheran, All right. Schrader. So, okay. So, were you around when uh, Reinman was there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He's my, he's one of my best friends. Right there. He's one of my best friends. Remember that was somebody sent uh, a whole bunch of gird up shirts. Well, we sent a whole bunch of gird up shirts down there for the girls. We made like yeah. special gird up yeah. shirts for the girls, and it said like gird up boys or something like that on them and. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly what the story was. I just remember they they said so, well maybe this is a statement. I don't know how to make a statement about you guys, but they, <laughs> apparently the girls were like, "There's just no good Christian boys down here for us to date," and what? so we were like, "Oh boy, <laughs> Dan, how do you feel you about that?" Your it's okay. I was up north. It's okay. <laughs> you guys missed your opportunity or yeah. something. I don't know. I already got one. So yeah, I was there gonna say, you go. I think, yeah. I think but did you have thing. one at the time? That's the question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, so that makes it better. Yeah. It's not a total. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I, my name is Daniel Booth or Dan. More people call me Dan. So. Dan the man. Yeah. Dan the man. Yeah. Um, I'm also from Noonan, Georgia. <laughs> and uh, I went to Michigan Lutheran Seminary for my high school education. Uh, that was, I, I went there because, um, we had a guy from our church go there and, you know, being from Georgia, that's not, you know, when you tell people from Georgia, yeah, I'm going to Michigan for high school. And like <laughs> you get a lot of confused looks, but I went up there and I shadowed, uh, the guy who was up there and I fell in love with the school. And then I found out that I wanted to become a pastor. So I went to, I'm now a freshman at Martin Luther college. And, um, I've just, I don't know. I've, I've had my heart set on becoming a pastor for, like four years now and I don't know if it's a good thing or not but I haven't really looked at or thought of anything else but my first instinct is I want to become a pastor because I want to spread the gospel to those who may not have a chance to hear it and that kind of breaks my heart when I hear when I think of that some people might not be able to you know hear the good news and be able to you know have true comfort in the world so yeah Mm -hmm. awesome are you into anything else besides uh 
no oh. languages and anything right now? Um, oh, I'm on the soccer team, so. Well, you, you are. I are. didn't ask you that either, mm-hmm. but. Oh, you all are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch of field Big fairies. Sizes, huh? yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay. We're the real football. Sorry. Well, just probably. Yeah. I mean, you have a case for that. You definitely have a case mm-hmm. for that claim. I mean, just act, ask the Spanish people what, what football is. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Well, ask anyone outside of the United States what football yeah. is. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But this is American football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something about the Packers. There is something about. Well, mm-hmm. I, I can say that there's uh, definite. Uh, I don't want to say advantages, but there's positives in just about any sport. And uh, soccer is one of those, kind of like baseball, one of those like super strong team games where if one guy can't pull his pull his weight, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, kind of is what it. Basketball, you can have a star who just carries the team. Football, you can have a couple of stars. Yeah, who the, can carry the positions a team. are too different for football. Where right. There's, yeah, right. Like exactly. if you don't have a good quarterback, your offense is. Yep. Yeah. Kind of, and if you have like yeah. a really good offensive guard, well, there's still are four other offensive linemen that you know. Right. You need to rely yeah. on. Say, but on the soccer field, you've got if if uh, you don't have to be t- more talented than everybody else, but if you're not going to play together, you don't have a chance. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Nathan Pausma. I went to uh, Winnebago Lutheran Academy in Fond du Lac for high school, and I am also a freshman. Uh, go to Martin Luther College, and also in the pastor track. Awesome! You have a podcast going on your own, right? I do. Yes, it's called Let's Have a Word. Um, it's pretty much uh, I made it like selfishly, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, because I felt like I wasn't spending enough time in God's Word and doing personal devotions, so that's why I I made it from. Uh, from the get-go, I guess. Is, that's why I made it. But um, now it kind of morphed into me answering questions that college students might have and trying to help college students, young adults, and even high school students with their problems that they're struggling with through through the words. So that's why I called it Let's Have a Word because not only do I want to talk about these things that are hard to talk about, I want to show them where to go to get those answers. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I think mo- uh, there's not all ministries, and probably not even most ministries, but a lot of good ministries, well, all good ministries starts with a need. And a lot of good ministries start with, you know, a need somebody addresses in themselves. And that's the story of this, too. Is I, was, I mean, I say that all the time. I wasn't the man I wanted to be. I wasn't becoming the man I wanted to be. Didn't have anybody around me that looked like the man I wanted to be. I said, you got to do something. I started with just studying, and then... Um, then I wanted to start talking about it and, uh, and then eventually I wanted to start talking to other men about it and you can't just call up like pastors from somebody else's church and be like, Hey, can we sit down and chat about being a man sometime? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, ah, you know, I'll see. But if you say, Hey, I want you to be on my podcast and a couple thousand people are going to hear what I have to say or what you have to say, then they're they're more inclined to, not that they're, you know, selfish or anything. I'm not saying that, but Mm -hmm. they're far more inclined to sit down with you and have that conversation. So, like you said, a lot of good ministry starts, in quotation marks, selfishly. Uh, you said that you re- kind of noticed that you, maybe, I don't know how you phrased it, but weren't spending enough time with Jesus. How do you identify that in yourself? Well, I guess it was like personal devotions. I just didn't feel like I was, like I had my Bible at my house, and it actually laid next to my bed. But I realized, you know, I wasn't opening it every day like I should have been. And I had Greek class that I was going to every day, and we were translating some of it. But I just, I went to church on Sunday, and I mean, 
I don't remember the last time I've missed church on Sunday. So <laughs> like that's, that's just how I've grown up and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just didn't feel like I was truly in God's word. And so that's why I decided to start it. And, um, that was the main reason for me starting it, like I said, but I think I know that I've grown quite a bit just through the way that I'm doing it. And it's only been going on for like a month and I, I can tell the growth that I've gone through just in that month is, is pretty incredible. So Sweet. it's crazy to see how, how guys using that. Yeah. When you say uh, you can see the growth, what do you mean by that? Um, I feel like I have a whole new like aspect and like perspective on scripture. Like, I ask myself questions that I never asked before and I'm seeing how how the Bible can be applied to today's world. You know, it was written two thousand years ago and I think that's a lot of um that's an excuse for some people is like, oh, it's not applicable to what's going on today. But really it was written so that it's applicable for all people of all times. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to know wh- what to use, what passages and where to look for those answers to apply it to what we're going through today. So. Yeah, and it's hard, it's hard to know where to look if you've never looked. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? Uh, what is your, well, I guess I'll ask you first, what is your daily, at this point now, so you're growing, um, what's your daily, you know, Bible re- or Bible study routine maybe look like? Like, what does your spiritual routine on a daily basis look like? Um, right now I'm reading through the book of Acts, so it depends on how much Greek homework I have. It's <laughs> <laughs> like how many chapters to get through, but I read a couple of chapters this morning and I'll read a, a few more this night, uh, like tonight. Um, but yeah, I just usually read a couple of, um, chapters of Acts right now, just cause I thought that'd be a good one to be in. Um, I did Proverbs earlier cause that was, yeah. that was full of good stuff. Yeah. But, um, I guess asking Luther's four questions are really important. What are the four so questions? I have them written down. I can't remember exactly what they are. <laughs> um, my favorite one is, uh, how can I use this uh, in my life today? So that's kind of the application part of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't remember them off. Well, you can look them up if you yeah. want. All right. Um, how about you guys? What do you, uh, what's your daily, do you spend time in the Word every day? Um, uh, or maybe not every day, but like, what does it look like? Well. And you guys are both regulars at chapel. We yeah. see you there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, what does it look like? Like in the summer, I try and read a psalm and a proverb each day. Um, like I go on the Bible app and you know, they, they have those plans, you know, mm-hmm. I was, uh, there's like a Psalm a day plan. And so I'll, I'll do that and it'll give me like a notification just to remind me to, Hey, you know, just take a minute and just and read. But, uh, during school, it's a little harder. Um, I mean, we do have chapel twice a day and, uh, Bible history, literature class homework and stuff that we have to do. Um, so like straight personal devotion does go down a little bit um but if you know just the other day i was in the library and i was waiting for um one of my buddies to come and uh practice our presentation and i was like i, I got five minutes so let's open up the bible and just read i just i opened a second corinthians just started reading with no really thought in mind and you know when every time you open up the bible you always learn something so absolutely mm-hmm. yeah Never returns empty. Go ahead. Uh, I also use the Bible app. Me and my girlfriend are doing the Bible in a Year challenge. Okay. So over FaceTime because she's down in Georgia. But we do that each night. And then I usually try to open up to the Bible and open up to a psalm and just read one of those at least once a day. 
Um, BHL homework comes in handy. Yeah, for sure. And I think he, he makes us for each chapter that we read, he makes us write down like two takeaways that we have. And I think that's really good because then you're actively processing what you're reading and everything. Yeah. The only thing is, is you have to make sure you don't start viewing that as homework and more as, you know, view it as like your personal devotion. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what he told us in the beginning of the year is just make sure you just view it as it's your time to, you know. Yeah, well, I think I can discern a little twinge of guilt when you when you guys were like, well, I, yeah. you know, but uh, I also, I mean, I get it too. I mean, if you had both chapels together, and then you talk about, um, you know, doing homework, and then if the Greek happens to be something from scripture, and all, I mean, you're talking maybe even three plus hours of, you know, oh, and and Latin spiritual. Well, yeah, and I suppose, tra- yeah, we, yeah, we're translating the Vulgate in Latin, so yeah, so I mean, that's already a lot of time in the Word, and mm-hmm. like I said, the it's not going to come back empty. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it is different, you know, studying, you know, academically and studying to understand versus just sitting down and saying, all right, Lord, talk to me today. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the Lord's not doing his work. It doesn't mean he can't work through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. And I think you're spot on about just having the time to do it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I try and do it in the mornings because that's the only time of day where I, I'm not going to have something else pressing to do. Um, right now, I don't have to get up until – I mean, my first first thing I have to do every day is – our class at eight thirty, mm-hmm. so it really. I mean, I, I honestly I do have all the time in the world in the morning to yeah. do it. Were you so, in yeah. seven thirty Greek last I semester? Was, okay. That was yeah, rough. That was, that was rough. Oh that man, rough. oh man. I started. Like, I was by oh, the time the semester Greek was, was great. over. <laughs> oh man, I. But I think if I had two o'clock Greek, I wouldn't study enough the night before. Yep. I think I would try and study mm-hmm. during the day, and that's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even with eight thirty Greek, I already find myself going like, you know what? I know it well enough for tonight. I'll just get up early and study. Yeah. And it hasn't bitten me too bad yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's coming. It's coming. Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't know. The yeah seven thirty. I was getting up at like six o'clock just so that I'd be awake enough to be ready for class. It was so <laughs> yeah. bad, so bad. Hey, I got up at five thirty for school every morning. So. Uh, well, when we in high school, that that's like, what is that? What you're talking about? Yeah, in high school. Yeah, in well, high then school, I had a forty-five minute drive. Yeah, so yeah. in high school yeah. it was a half an hour drive, and that was actually easier because then you can throw on like yep. a Stephen Curtis Chapman album or something, and um, and again you got chapel you and you got Word of God music, class yeah. and all that and. It was before podcasts really took off, but it's true. Um, man, well, I suppose really for you guys, your, that really wasn't before podcasts yeah. took off. But ten years ago, when I was in high school, <laughs> hey, my my job, you know, helps those podcasts help with that. It was a nice two minute walk down the hall for class for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of the biggest things I miss about being in Milwaukee is having like a fifteen. I mean, by the time I would leave, it was a twenty minute commute. It was five minutes on us on a Saturday, but you know. And just being able to plug in and listen to a podcast or something like that. Um, one of the uh, – Pastor Steinberg always advertises on here for Christ for Disciplers. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it's a great one, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's geared at people who work with kids or have kids or something. But it really – I mean, that's kind of a misnomer. Although you can say that about just about anything because it's just a darn good devotion, <laughs> you know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know if you can really use is. that language talking about a devotion, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a good devotion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a good way to start every day. Oh, if you guys were going to add, if you could, like, just what would your dream be if you could? I like looking forward to being a pastor someday. I didn't prep you on this at all, but we're all going to be pastors someday. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you could, when you think about how you're going to study in the future, like, what do you think about? Like, for studying for sermons or personal? Uh, devotion just personal life? devotion and Bible study. Like, if you were, if you wanted to just know Jesus as well as possible, 
What would you do? Like, what would your... Um, I think I'd go... I'd read a lot of books on different interpretations of Scripture. Obviously, we want them to be theologically sound. Those people's Bibles yeah. are... Yeah, people's Bibles are, really helpful. are mm-hmm. a big one. But I think just learning, like, different ways that people view the Scriptures, I think would be good to get different perspectives on things. Yeah, a lot of reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of reading. Any thoughts? That wasn't a great question, but... <laughs> I don't know. I, reading books just as a whole is so so enlightening for you. It's mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we, we get stuck in our perspective. And um, we talked about in literature class how the story that we just read, um, like how our personal experiences affect how we think about the story. And I think that's true with the Bible too. The things that we've gone through affect how we see the Bible and how it can apply to us. And I think having different people saying and telling you their perspective really helps you to understand how other people might view it differently, which is really important as a pastor because you're going to be preaching to people who are going to view it differently. So I think that's really important too. Mm -hmm. And you're also going to uh, be facing people who will have their own sides of everything and they're going to, and you're going to want to familiarize yourself with um, what people are thinking now and, so that's more of the apologetics of it. Yeah. Well, you got, you, I mean, you got already knee deep into the languages, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, I, I'll probably never touch Latin, but like you're already digging into all that. Are you mm-hmm. finding value in it? Um. Well, the thing with Latin is, since it's not one of the original languages of the Bible, it's gone from Greek or Hebrew into Latin, and now I'm trying to put it into English, and, um. There are a few things that can get lost in, with all that, but um, it's definitely cool uh, not being able to uh, translate in Greek yet fully, but being able to translate in Latin, actually, you know, the Word of God and through the Vulgate, and it's very neat. And it's getting me excited for when I do have enough knowledge of Greek and Hebrew to, yeah. to do that because it it makes you think about it more of. When you look at it in the, in the in a different language, you have to think more of you know the the, the declensions and conjugations and the, how the sentence is actually structured. Whereas when you're just reading it in English, you're reading it like a conversation kind of, where you're just kind of you're hearing it for the message, which is good. But when it's in, when you're actually thinking of what each word is used for, and you can kind of understand a little better of you know what it's saying. Just yeah, very very useful. I always laugh at myself a little bit, like when we finally do get a little bit of Greek that is scripture, and it's all dumbed down, like it's not the it's not the real yeah. thing quite yet. But even just that, I just get so excited. Yes. I just feel like yes. a little kid. I get so <laughs> dorky about it, and I love it. I love it. It's like it's like building a puzzle. Just... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like even I, I mean, I. I didn't even make it through a full semester of Hebrew. We're going to try again. But I didn't even make it through a full semester of Hebrew. And it was already like reading through the Psalms. I'll be like, okay, I recognize that structure. Or the, I, I know, like, yes, you know, and even just the differences between the different names for God and everything that just so quickly become apparent and add so much life and texture to it. Um, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I think where maybe where I was going with that last question uh, was more like, if so, here's a better phrasing. If, if, one of your maybe high school classmates or something just approached you and was like, all right, man, you're studying to be a pastor. Um, you know, you must know Jesus pretty well. I want to get to know him too. Where would you start? Uh, I would show him the video that Gurgle 
put out for the um what was that extra all the stuff on moodle that they put out for people because that's actually where i found out about luther's questions so okay. if you want to if you want to go back to that i do have them up oh yeah go ahead what so, are luther's questions um what does the bible lesson teach me to do um is one of them that's like the main main theme of the passage or whatever and then uh what does it teach me to be thankful for uh what does it teach me to confess and then what does it teach me to ask for so it kind of covers all those yeah those things that are really useful so yeah for sure but yeah president google had um luther's a simple way to pray is really good he actually wrote that i am it's escaping my my mind what the name of his barber was but he wrote it for his barber um because his barber approached him with that question how do i how do i pray and how do i like get better in my devotional life kind of like you said the high school's like a high school classmate said or whatever so i think that's a perfect answer to their question because i mean it's literally the same question that someone asked luther yeah we know we know all the wealth of knowledge that he had so just (laughs) one thing one thing that uh some pastors and teachers have told me is uh you reuse and uh recreate so you i guess for this situation reuse luther's stuff that's already good and just help that person with that question yeah absolutely any thoughts where would you start or would you tell them where would you point them uh i think broadly the answer would be the cross yeah you always want to point to the cross but i think i'd go point to paul's epistles first off i think those are great great why would you say that why is that a good place to start I think it's a great summary of the gospel and where our sinfulness is. I think Romans especially. Yeah. I mean, going back to Luther. Yeah. That's like Romans is where he found the fullness of both law and gospel. And I don't know. Romans is really good. I mean, we just had, we had Romans 8, 28 to 30. That's some of my favorite passages. That was for the, all the chapel this week. So I think you're definitely on to something when pointing in the epistles. That's really good. Yeah. I probably go with Galatians because that's more of, um, that leads into, you know, how how you act as a Christian by producing fruit of the Spirit and such. And um, I don't know, that's something you can kind of see is, you know, if you, if you have a strong faith, you're going to produce good fruit. And that's something you can actually kind of see. And that's evidence of faith. So that's, I'd probably go with Galatians. Yeah. And then when you've read those... Then you mm-hmm. dig into First and Second Timothy, mm-hmm. right? And you say, "All right, now you've got this foundation. Here's where you go with it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good. Oh, you look like you're ready to say something there. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I, obviously, Bible reading is important, um, and uh, I I talk all the time about how much I encourage it because there's absolutely nothing that can replace it. Um, I'm one of those. I'm a Psalm and a Proverb every day kind of guy, and I pick a chapter or something else. Um, so I always go with the Proverb of the day. So then every four months I get to talk about the, a woman of God, right? Or every three months <laughs> I get to read about a woman of God. Um, so I was, okay. But as I was saying that, I was thinking, and someday I'll learn about a woman of God every day. <laughs> anyway, One day. Um, so, uh, but uh, the uh, I don't know. I I just it just keeps, especially the proverbs I and mean, the Psalms, kind of put you in that worship mode, you know, where you're mm-hmm. thinking about the attributes of God or thinking about you know just how depraved we are and how great His love is, because those two things go together. You can't really think about one without the other. You don't really understand how much God loves you if you understand just how awful you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, like I say, the Proverbs can keep you in check. And to have every, you know, again, every 30 days, beginning of every month, you know, just that 
conversation between wisdom and folly and looking especially when it call, just straight up calls out young men says all right this is what young men do and this is why they fall away so don't do these things mm-hmm. you know like it's a nice reminder yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like there the first, for a reason like, ten chapters of proverbs yep it's there for a reason mm-hmm. yep it's there for a reason and i and then i try to read through the bible um with the other sections i don't have any specific plan or whatever i try not to you know like if i've read a gospel if I'm reading a gospel and I finish it, I try not to go to another gospel. I'll find something else. It's been a while since I read any of the, like, what's Moses? Uh, the Pentateuch. Pentateuch. There yeah. we go. It's been a while since I read anything in the Pentateuch, so I'll probably have to go back to that again soon. But, like, even the Minor Prophets, it's a two-day read if you're reading a chapter a day, you know, or a three-day read. And uh, you get so much out of it just looking at it. And it's intimidating sometimes to go to those where you don't even understand the context. You're just like, I, we're just going to read this and see how it goes, you know? Yeah, especially like Jeremiah and Isaiah, too. Yeah. Those are big yep. books. And, and uh, they're long and not happy. Yeah. They're not yeah. happy books. And so you get like 20, 12 or 20 days in, and they're still just complaining. He's going, ah, this is going to end. Mm-hmm. But that it's a little easier when you're doing a psalm and a proverb every day to go along with it. It's not just slogging through something that you can barely understand, you know? Yeah, this, so I mean that's that's always the the foundation. Um, but it's not the only place where you find Jesus either. Um, he's a he's a pretty great God. So where else do you guys? Uh, where else? I mean, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a relationship with him. So where else do you? Not that we got to get all woo woo or something, but where else do you find Jesus? Well, in the summer, I started getting into more of the. And I never really listened to like Christian contemporary music like uh, Casting Crowns and. Um, just some other artists like uh, I don't know, Chris Renzema. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's yeah. I don't know too many of them, but <laughs> that's like one of the ones I can just that just popped in my head. But um, uh, they have just the words that they use and like I really like hymns, like act like the hymns we use in church and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's something to poetry. It makes it just sweeter and it, it's in a different angle. And, yeah, and just hits a little different. <laughs> Actually, this is kind of dorky. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. But this is kind of dorky. But I started doing this over Christmas break, um, especially when it was just me. On like it, it was me and New Ulm and no one else. It was what it felt mm-hmm. like, at least you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just so lonely. <laughs> so <laughs> I started. I was like, well, what makes me happy? I was like, well, I I just love music and I love to sing. So every morning I crack over my hymnal and just pick a hymn. And during during the Christmas season, I was singing a Christmas hymn every day. Nice. And now I just get to pick one. I sit here in my living room all alone and just belt out a hymn to start. <laughs> the day there's no better way to start the day man yeah. i don't know if i'll do it when i have a family someday but <laughs> it might drive a little crazy but uh you know i just a great way to start the day mm-hmm. but i i agree with you it's a good place yeah i think i think music is just a phenomenal gift that we have from god and for people to use their gifts in that way to share god's love with others is amazing i don't have that talent <laughs> i i love i love listening to music but absolutely, I, I don't I have agree. the talent. Yeah, I can play Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's on your Spotify playlist? What are you? What um, are you playing? I'm actually a big fan of Christian rap. Okay, I like it a lot. Me I, too. I think it's. I'm kind of in that boat too, a little bit. I think it's. I think it's not so hoity-toity sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think the contemporary music can get that way sometimes, too feely or just vanilla. Mm-hmm. One of the two. It's yeah. very hard to make vanilla rap. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean that I, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I think I think rap can get very real, yeah, and very close to the heart at mm-hmm. points. But 
I I enjoy it. Like, uh, what are your favorite artists? That's what I was What's your understand. playlist? Um, I'd have to go KB. KB's really so, good. Yeah. Lecrae. Some of his earlier music is good. Yeah. The newer stuff, so so. Some of it is good. Although, though. let the trap say Amen was excellent. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think that's yeah. his best album. Yeah. I would say. I didn't. I, say so. I didn't understand. I liked trap music until that came out, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta dig this. This is all right. I can get down with this. What about Kanye? Oh, he's so yeah. good, man. Yeah. His new no, stuff Christian is so Adam good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Flame at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's I've a, seen he's him a Lutheran I've seen pastor. Him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a mysterious and a pastor. Yep. Have I've you actually to the seen last him two in, albums? Uh, in concert. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. So his last two albums are all just Lutheran theology. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just spit in Lutheran theology. Then uh, the newer one, so the, I don't remember, uh, yeah. extra. Extranus, yeah, that's like was a diss good. track on Calvinism, right? Yep. <laughs> it was good. It's all about because he was he was a Calvinist, so yeah, that's yep. why it's the yeah. whole thing is the diss track on you know, on Calvinism. But then the new the new one mm-hmm. is just like pro Lutheranism, and it's oh, yeah. amazing. It is. And he attacks like I, he attacks, and uh, maybe not attack. This isn't the right word, but like, he talks about the tr- the real presence. Yeah, um, talks about like infant baptism and things and all of the Lutheran issues. Um, and he like very eloquently raps about them. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, he's really cool. So, um, my family does uh, Life Fest. I don't know if you've heard that at all, but we've done that. Oh, I think six, seven years. We've gone up to that, and so I followed him for quite a while. And seeing him grow on like Instagram has been it's been crazy to see him shift from. Like I mean, just on his social media, just shift from Calvinism to uh, Lutheranism. But yeah, going off the music, I think music is huge. And like like Noah, I am as unmusically sound as as they come. <laughs> I can play the piano, but it will not sound good. <laughs> I can you know I think the best I can do is go from one end of the keys all the way to the other. You know, like yeah. At least when they're in order, right? Yeah, <laughs> when they're in order, yeah. Otherwise, I'm awful. But I can I. There's lots of artists, Spotify, you know, that's the way to go. Um, I guess I have Toby Mac is a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to him a lot right now, but um, NF is kind of my yeah. my, my go-to. Um, like you said, with uh, he has some really deep, really deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think music as a whole is just super, super helpful for it. It kind of brings the word to life, I guess. And going back to the word there's uh, i think there's a reason why god has like the psalms and why they're singing in worship because it's so it literally brings the the word to life with through music and i think it helps people to use their gifts in it too so yeah music is music is awesome so (laughs) (laughs) what else what else you guys listen to are you guys familiar with judah and the lion at all yeah well judah just came out with uh uh worship album essentially and it's oh oh, it's so good man it's so good i can't i can't stop listening to it (laughs) i can't stop listening to it judah Judah and and the lion (laughs) but just judah period i'm gonna go check on the camera yeah it's just called judah period it's so good let's see what is some of the judah can we keep talking yeah i I listen to john lucas i don't know if anyone's heard of him he's heard of george lucas no, John. John yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. But his his songs are very just peaceful, calm, very musically well done. I I like those. They're more of a, you know. Oh, for King down. Country. Oh, yeah, those guys are too. good. Have they're you ever seen them in concert? 
Oh, they're videos. They are amazing. They're so good. There's a reason they've been uh, Caleb Artist of the Year. Okay. It's, they're I, I would. I, I, they are incredible. I watched pretty much their whole Christmas concert on YouTube. Oh, their new Chris, their Christmas album. Oh, yeah. I, I played that thing so many times. It's so yeah, good. that's good. Yeah, freaking country is awesome. Yeah, I think I think another additional aspect that I I kind of dip my feet in sometimes is secular music, and I think there are there can be I think I approach music and sometimes I'm looking like where where can I see God in this, and I think a lot of secular music although it's not explicitly talking about God, you can see hints of it. And I think a big thing is pointing to the sinfulness of man. Mm-hmm. Now, most secular, most popular music is doesn't have any meaning. And what about I don't... Justin Bieber? Uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> well, just to go off your point, so Skillet, have you guys heard of them? Yeah. They don't really market themselves as Christian, and they're fairly popular on the uh, secular, secular side of it. And then um, Need to Breathe as well is, is a Christian group that's yeah. not really market themselves and then i guess nf2 yeah, doesn't really market himself as well christian, his old but... his like his eps are very very christian oh yeah and they were, they're they he's one of the he was one of those like i'm a christian and i rap about jesus but i'm not a christian rapper kind yeah. of guys yeah. you know <laughs> yeah and now he's definitely not he's having a, he's having a jesus, kid now but... too i don't oh, know he? if you knew that yeah yeah it's pretty but pretty like cool. the 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 uh eps that got him noticed to begin with were very very like I, I don't know theology heavy maybe like is notebook the way and, yeah oh yeah all yeah. That stuff yeah what else what do you guys like to do like what do you well you were talking about finding God in secular music um I think love songs too yeah. especially like uh, there's a lot of love songs about grace and forgiveness that uh, I mean whether you're, whether you just pretend it's about Jesus instead of about <laughs> a girl or whether you just appreciate it as I mean women are a creation of of God and they're a wonderful beautiful thing. And uh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you don't have to love Jesus to recognize the value of His creation, you know. But for sure, yeah. I guess the question just keeps on going. Where else do you find Jesus? Well, I mean, <laughs> if you go back to confirmation class, you got creation, and conscience, and the Bible. Those are the yeah. three places you find it. So, I mean. That pretty much sums up your answer, but yeah, I don't know what else you want. But <laughs> I, I think relationships with other people, yeah, I for think sure. it's oh, yeah. a big thing. How so? Just friendship. I mean, the sharing of love in any way that may come is amazing, and I, I think it can point people to the greatest love there is. You know, from a friend to a girlfriend to your parents, siblings, whatever it may be. Yeah. What do you what do you think uh, what do you think it is about it? Are you you know what I'm saying? I think I know what you're saying. Oh, I just sometimes I'm not very good more. with my words. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Well, you're talking about relationships with other people. Like, what do you you think of a, a specific examples? Maybe or um, like, what are you talking about when you say that? I think it's just that that personal relationship you can have with someone that you're. You serve them and they serve you and they you you don't really expect anything from them and they don't expect anything from you. I think it's just unconditional. Oh, I got a good example. So we're roommates, okay? Mm-hmm. And I went to bed early one day and this guy was going to go take a shower and he turned off his lamp so it wouldn't bother me sleeping. Oh, you guys. Look at, that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I feel you though. I think you're absolutely right. Is that idea of just both giving of ourselves to each other and re- even recognizing that, or like, and sometimes, especially with a good friend, you're just like, man, I'm I'm being an idiot right now, and they're just mm-hmm. rolling with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like it's just love. Yeah, I've, yeah. I think I found that with my girlfriend a lot. I think we're both quick to point out like uh i don't deserve your love like i just did i just did this to you and they're like i love you anyway or i say i love you anyway Mm -hmm. i think i think just that unconditional aspect is so amazing yeah well i think it's even i mean it's uh, maybe even easier with uh with a girl than it is with your bros you know Mm -hmm. but it's also a very valuable thing to be able to build um i don't know you guys what do you think you have you have friends, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got the boys. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So what makes them what makes them friends? You know, why are you know. tight with them? Um, well, for me, it's just seeing them walking, you know, walking past them on like to class or to this, you know, walking to, to the calf, and you pass them, and you just say hi, and you just say a quick, "How are you doing?" And I don't know. For me, I love just you know going and seeing people who I would consider my friends and you know just going through my day and just saying hi and just seeing them and seeing that they you know said hi back and acknowledged me and stuff that just makes me happy so I don't know how or why but it just kind of does yeah well it's just like dropping joy on each other that's the way I like to think of it is because I I am I would like to think I have a reputation for just like greeting people probably way too much but I just the way oh, i think yeah. of it it's just like dropping joy on people's heads like, like if nothing State else Farm i'm gonna smile instead of dropping and, dimes you're dropping joy yeah exactly <laughs> giving them a yeah. smile just give them just drop oh, yeah. a little joy on everybody That's as awesome. you walk past and if they want it they can take it if they don't it'll just bounce off well then unfortunately with the mass you can't you can't smile at someone but i think right. you can smile for, with your eyes yeah <laughs> but like even still, smiling mm-hmm. is huge for some people. You don't know what kind of day someone's going through and just how a smile can mean so much to some people. Or it's, a, it's wave. Yeah. a wave. Yeah. Well, I think that makes the verbal communication even more important now where you're just like saying the – you can't even just – sometimes a smile's a cop-out, you know, like, yep. hey, yeah, moving on. I don't actually mean <laughs> well, this. Sometimes gonna... it can be a fake smile too. Right, like, exactly. Like you're getting on to. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but when you actually open your mouth and make that verbal like, hey, man. How you doing today? You know, like, let's, let's chat. Let's and it shows, you, it shows you care too. Exactly. Yo. And then that not just how you doing, but like how you doing and waiting for an answer. You know, and they might just give you a good, but you're like, are you okay? I'm glad you're good, man. What makes your day good? It's just a follow up question. It's a 10 second conversation. And it can pour a lot of love into somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to add to that, so um, I don't know if you guys have listened to the uh, new song Saturday is something on my podcast that I do on Saturdays. But one song was called Truth Be Told by Matthew West. And one of the lyrics in there is um, when someone, someone asks if I'm okay and I say I'm fine, I'm fine, but I'm not. I think that's that's important too is to be truthful with people. Don't say, yeah, I'm good, when really you have a lot of stuff maybe you know stacked up in your closet that you don't want people to see or behind closed doors. I think it's really important to be to be vulnerable with people. And I think that's how good friendships and well, how good friendships can become great friendships and even better friendships just through being vulnerable with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of leading off, off of that. I think a lot of young guys struggle with that. I know I do because I, I, 
I, I think <laughs> I think it comes from a fear of judgment and a fear yeah. of being seen as weak or just rejection. Yeah, know? yeah, I think that's a big thing. But I think if you're able to get through that with someone, get through that barrier, break down that wall, I think it's so amazing. And mm-hmm. I I personally don't have many relationships like that, but I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Yeah. Yeah, and when so here's my question for you is when you're doing that, like how do you decide who? Because it's some it sounds silly to talk about it this way, but at some point you have to be like, yeah, I'm gonna trust this dude, you know? Like how do you decide? How do you determine who that is that you're gonna try and build that relationship with? Um, I think that's kind of hard. I think it it stems from being open and them being open with you. I think the more that's brought out, the more you can trust that person Mm -hmm. but it has to work both ways so it it can be difficult most times yeah guys going off another song lyric um nf has a song called if you want love and one of the lyrics is if you want trust you have to know like geez now i can't remember i just had i have this song memorized too but it (laughs) it, it's i guess the point is is if you want trust you have to give some away that's what it is yeah. so if you want trust you have to give some away and so i think say what noah's saying and going off of that is like if you want someone to trust you you know you have to give some trust away and trust them yeah. and i think that's mm-hmm. where that really yeah starts. i think you almost have to abandon the fear that you have and take that first step forward and just see where it goes from there yeah well, I think there's always that trepidation of laying it out there and then finding out that what you laid out there isn't what people, like, nobody wants this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like get slapped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. this, that, I, it sounds dumb or weird or whatever as a guy to be like, I'm afraid other guys are going to reject me. And most of us mm-hmm. would rebel against even that idea of saying that. But it really is what it is. Like, if you see me as I really am, are you actually going to want that? Or are you just going to throw it away? And now it's just going to be me, you know? I don't know, Dan. How, how do you decide, or how did what what makes a friend a good friend to you, man? Um, uh, that's a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like looking at the guys around you, like you obviously value them. What is it about them that you value? Um, shoot. Wow. Um, I don't know. Well, I've known Noah for a long time. I've known him for since like first grade, second grade, <laughs> probably longer than that too. Honestly. Yeah, way back when. Um, the good old days. I don't know. Just someone. <laughs> That you can just be around and just have fun with and just you know, be comfortable with and um, be yourself. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think a big thing is just being with the person. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. just having that relationship, being able if they if they want to open up to you, you're there for them. You're there to listen. So, yeah. What do you do with your bros? Like those guys that you want to spend FIFA. time with. FIFA. FIFA. <laughs> yeah. We played a, a fun card game today. You know, yeah. a little promotion for cards Christians like. That's a, <laughs> it's like a Cards Against Humanity. Okay. It's like a spoof off of that, but it's a Christian version. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. We had a few guys play that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like playing games, chess, that sort of thing. Yes, you know, chess. Doing, doing stuff that you can talk during it and, you know, learn about them. I think it's important. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think guys they base their hangouts on doing something. Yeah, for sure. I think girls can just they're fine with just sitting there and talking. 
Yeah. And I think guys are more wired, like, oh, let's do something. Like, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a fire or a drink or something like that, mm-hmm. you have to. Mm-hmm. There has to be a reason we're here, otherwise it's <laughs> yeah. weird. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think just having having that baseline and then being able to build off that with conversation, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and not to, uh, I guess self-advertise but i actually talked about this this very subject on the the podcast that i released yesterday um well thursday the 11th or whatever (laughs) whatever this is gonna go on but it talks about fear and i think you do have to get past that initial fear like you said and um we're actually it should come out on tuesday but i talked with a guy who i'm not gonna name yet but uh, a pretty, pretty big guest that we talked about uh, addictions and it's kind of the same, like the same idea. It, it, it takes fear for you to, you have to get over that, that mountain of fear in and be vulnerable with people because if you don't, nothing's going to get fixed. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you can't get over that mountain to the other side, you can't find out what that the other side's better. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like that. So one of my favorite sermons that I've ever heard, um, the pastor was talking about these mountaintop experiences, and uh, how like it's especially especially in because there isn't any aspect of life that isn't spiritual, right? So your life really is a spiritual life, but you get to these you know mountaintops, and you, sometimes there's a valley, and different valleys are going to be different depths and all that kind of thing. But for me, when I think about like myself, my deepest valleys are always when there's I just feel alone, you know, um, and I. I, I love people. I just love... I'm not super outgoing. Believe, I'm not. <laughs> but, um, like, I just... I love people. So when I don't have those relationships, it, it really hurts. But then the those mountaintop moments, you know, like when your friends are getting married, you know, when you have... I, it doesn't have to be anything exciting. Just like a day with your bros. Uh, before I came back to New Ulm, when my buddies were still all here, um, just like... You take a weekend and you drive up here and you just get a day together, you know that kind of thing. Um, a couple of times where you just like go fishing with family. Those those kind of situations where those are just big time mountaintops, you know. There you're just like standing up on a peak, looking around, like knowing, like like Peter, you know, during the Transfiguration, knowing this is gonna end, mm-hmm. but just oh, wishing it could last forever, you know. Um, you know, those are the, the the big ones for me. What do your you guys have any big time mountaintop experiences like that? I don't know, what I brings guess you to, the top of the to add on um, to your point, have you guys ever read uh, Pastor Novotny's new book, The Three Words That Can Change Your Life? Mm-hmm. The This, I think that's what you're talking about, is the yeah. the little moments that God gives us his blessings is the, the this. But So I just wanted to add yeah. that. I had a couple of copies of it, but I keep giving them away. So. <laughs> it's such a good book. I haven't, I haven't gone all the way That's the sign of a good through, book is that you can't keep it yeah. on your shelf. Same with uh, Wild at Heart. I've probably owned six different copies of Wild at Heart, and I just keep giving them away or lending them, and they don't come back, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know mountaintop experiences, big time. Like where, where do you, where you just saw God for a moment or two, you know, mm. or walked with Him for a step. Well, my favorite week of the year is uh, our church's soccer camp. Okay. Yes, yes, soccer yes, camps yes, yes. are and the best. Um, we get a group of high schoolers from Luther prep that come down and help us out a little bit. And, um, just that whole week, just starting, you know, where you meet those people, those select few that come down. And then by the end of the week you have like, I have a bunch of like 
we see my MLC now because some of them went up the MLC and like I haven't seen him in like a year or two and uh, yet I see him and it's like you know we're friends like we know each other and that's really cool um and just the um like the campers that you have because so I past couple years I've coached first graders and um you just I don't know just spending time with them and knowing that through the camp they're learning about Jesus and stuff and you just um the service that you can you know you provide the the children of you know teaching them soccer but also more importantly teaching them about their savior is really just I don't know I always look forward to it and um it's a very busy week but um at the end of it I'm always so thankful that you know I got to have that experience and to know that you know that's that's what the ministry is is spreading the gospel and that actually being able to be hands-on with it's really cool yeah, what is it that gets you so excited? Because I can see it. You get pumped about it. Oh, what, yeah. Why is it, Why do you get so excited about it's it? Soccer. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just the... I mean, you're sharing the gospel with can, little kids. Yeah. And you talk about the childlike faith. I mean, you can go ahead, Noah. Yeah. I'll, I, I think I can speak for Dan here. I think it's just the joy that you share with the kids and being able to, like... They're giving you high fives all the time, and you're like celebrating. You goals feel like a superstar. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. But I, I think, <laughs> I think as they're going out, giving them high fives, and then we're like, see you tomorrow, and then they come back, and they're all excited and ready for the next day. I think just being able to share that joy with them is really fun, and you feed off of it. You give them joy; they give you joy. Yeah. So I think that's great, for sure. Mm-hmm. How much difference do you make in a week? Um. Like, well, the first day of camp, you know, you have the kids, they're, you know, they're crying, they don't want to leave their <laughs> their mommy, and they're just, um, they're not super enthused, but um, they feed off your energy. And if you're super hyped, and then they'll be super hyped, and um, by the end of the week, it's, they don't want to leave. And It's yeah. crazy what f- three or three to five days does for kids <laughs> in a soccer camp, it mm. is. Yeah, I've done quite a few, and just, it's crazy to see how how the Holy Spirit can work. And like you guys said, just the joy that the kids have is, I mean, there's really no better feeling seeing, seeing the kids enjoy your teaching, even though you're like, ah, this is awful. (laughs) You know, they're not listening to me. And yet they're having the time of their lives, kicking the soccer ball against your directions. um, (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, that's a good game. <laughs> there, it's just it's just awesome to to see them having so much fun, and to have God's word along with it just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, yeah, I was just saying that um, when you pair a good experience like playing soccer with learning about Jesus, it something psychological happens there. I don't know what it does, you're, but you're taking the class, Dan. Yeah. Well, yeah. Three weeks in association. Yeah. Um. It makes a bond where they think of, you know, playing soccer and having fun with learning about Jesus, and it's a win-win right there. Yeah, and obviously you guys are excited about the soccer aspect of it, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you tie? Do you tie them together at all? Um, so, not really. Our our church runs a a big camp, so we'll have volunteer coaches, and then we'll have volunteer teachers who do like a Sunday school lesson and a craft each day. So the coaches will send their kids into the classrooms and then we get our little break and then the teachers teach and then they come back. So I think it's a good balance. 
me and Dan, since we've been coaching, we don't really have that. I mean, we can ask them like during snack time, maybe, or like at the end of the day, but we don't have that being able to teach them things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the camps that I've run um, and done are a little different. So, um, but it sounds like from what I understand, are these mostly church members? Do you guys get people from the public mostly, that haven't heard about Jesus? Mostly church either? Okay. members. Uh, I'd say it's mostly. Oh, volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Volunteers, oh, what about yeah. the kids? Oh, no, kids are. Yeah, the kids. kids yeah, kids I, are almost 90%. Yeah. They've never been to church or anything. Well, at never, least not, 90%. Not, oh, okay. not our church, at least. Yeah. Because I guess the way, the way I market our soccer camp, I guess you could say, is as a soccer camp. I don't market it as a VBS because, unfortunately, having the word Bible or the word Jesus on a poster can scare people away. And if you can get them to come for soccer and then they get Jesus added in, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So that's the way I market it. And um, from people that I've talked to that have had more experience than I, um, we we do soccer right away in the morning. And then in the middle of the day, um, after an hour, hour and a half, we have a devotion. And I actually had the opportunity this year to to do some of the devotions. So that really, really helped. And we do it, we do it according to, like, the soccer theme for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this last year, with everything going on with COVID, we had uh, actually <laughs> Romans 8 versus uh, actually 837. So a few verses after what our chapel was this week. But the we are more than conquerors through, through mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, but we like to have the devotion in the middle of the day and then snack a little later and stuff so that people don't, you know, drop their kids off late because they don't want it, want them to hear the Bible lesson or have them leave early because for the same reason. So putting in the middle um, is how we get them to hear about Jesus. Cause yeah. <laughs> Make them come for the soccer the... and stay for the... <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I've been blessed to miss three of our soccer camps over the summers because I've gone on mission trips to Ukraine and that's been an absolutely wonderful experience for me. I think just to be able to see the joy on those kids' faces because, like, we we would bring out stickers <laughs> and that would be, like, amazing to them. And I remember just one story, I guess. We had a kid who wore the same clothes every single day and we asked we asked one of our translators, I think, because we can't speak Ukrainian. <laughs> but, but we asked one of the translators, like, well, well, does he have other clothes? Like, can we can we help him? And she was like, no, he's wearing his Sunday best every day. And it was just a regular T-shirt, regular shorts. And I think some of the stories that I learned over there were so touching. And I think that's been just an absolutely phenomenal gift for my faith and my growing. Um yeah, it's it was great. Why did you go to Ukraine? Um, the first time, I think our our pastor offered it up during a Sunday school, and my mom jumped on it, and she was like, "Do you want to come with?" And I was like, "Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll come along." Um, so I didn't I didn't really choose to go per se. I mean, but I'm I'm so glad I went, and then. I ended up going, being able to go back the next year, 
and then the next year. But it's yeah, it's just been so great. Yeah. Why you say you're glad you went? Why you why do you look back at it so fondly? Um, I think just being able to meet those people and I think it really puts I think for Americans we see where we're living and yeah, we have all these blessings and yet we're still not content. And I think being able to go there and see the perspective of of them where they have nothing compared to our standards and they're still giving us housewarming gifts like every time we come <laughs> over and like i it, it was just so amazing to see their joy and their content with their physical well-being and riches um but to have that joy in christ even almost even more so than what we see here i think was so cool yeah. What are your What were your biggest? I mean, that's obviously a huge takeaway. Um, but like, how have you changed? Did it change you at all? Um. Yeah. Obviously, growing in my faith, I think, I think it really put a. I I would guess I would say an emotional outlook on my faith. Whereas I think before I I mean I loved confirmation class and everything, but. I, I kind of just saw it as a knowledge, like, I didn't really feel it, per se, but I think going there and, like, experiencing that was so neat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where, have, would you go again if you had the opportunity? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I would. Why? I I just love the people there. And I, I'm... I... I think it was it was just so great to see the joy on the kids' faces and to be able to be that light for them and to be able to share God's word with them was so awesome. And to be able to create that special bond with those kids who this was literally the highlight of their year for for us to be there and to be at that the, the VBS and everything. I think it was it was just a humbling experience and yeah. really puts a lot of things into perspective for me. Yeah. You keep mentioning how joyful they were. What do you where do you think that joy comes from? God. Is, Love. Oh, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are are they connected to like a church or connected to Jesus over there? Um uh the some of the kids were churchgoers. Some were from the community. Um Ukraine has a very complex religious situation i would say they have there are lots of russian orthodox churches which are literally sponsored by the russian government so they're not (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 not a good situation because they're essentially just using it for control over the people yeah um and it's very based on icons and workspace stuff all that um yeah but i i think the the churches that I were I was at were Lutheran churches and like the one the one in the capital we were there for the um what do you call that when it's first built the first service the orientation <laughs> <laughs> dedication dedication yeah, dedication yeah yeah we happened to be there for there's the probably dedication. an orientation involved <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah ribbon cutting <laughs> ceremony yeah but. We were able to be there for the dedication of the church, and it, I think it was so cool. But then hearing the background stories of how hard it was 
to get that church built. And then they actually have, there's a hotel that they're building right next to the church illegally. Like <laughs> literally about on top of the church illegally. And the Ukrainian government, who was a thorn in the side for the church builders the whole time, is doing nothing about the apartment complex now being built right next door. Is it being built next door because the church is there? Is it like, or, or is it just happen to be... I, I think it was just open spot. Okay. It's not like they're trying to intimidate the church out of being. I, I don't think so. I don't okay. know. Yeah. Interesting. What, yeah. well, what organiz did you go through like an organization or something? Or was it yeah, it was, it was through Wells. Uh, the Ukrainian Lutheran church is connected with Wells and I mean, there's constant correspondence Yeah, between the two. It, if people want to hear more about that, do you know if they could find it anywhere? Um, Bishop Horpenshuk is the man. Okay. How do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> Say his name again. Horpenshuk. Horpenshuk. All yeah. right. Was that a Kingdom Workers trip or is that just a Wells Missions trip? Just a Wells okay. Mission trip. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I love watching you talk about it. It's yeah, fun. it's awesome. Fun to see you light up the like The joy that. on your face. Yeah. About it, yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, you obviously grew up in the same congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, and something at some point triggered in you like, hey, this is, this is what I want to do. And you kind of said you found out you wanted to be a pastor and you haven't really ever looked back. But mm-hmm. what was it that drew you to it in the first place? Um, okay, so a little family background here. Um, I'm the youngest of four. And but by far the best looking. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and the older three, they went to public school and they were all into band and music stuff. Um, they all played instruments and stuff and they really enjoyed the marching band at the local public high school. And that was their thing. I was a that was man guy too. Yeah. It was a high school of like 3000 and the marching band was like 200 kids. So it was like their own little family there. And I, growing up, was the sportier of the four. And then I played the saxophone for like a year. <laughs> um, didn't really get into that at all. Epic and, sax guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like getting a little worried about high school because I was like, I, if I'm not going to be like in the marching band, that's like that was their thing. That was their um, their family and that was with their friend group. And, um, I was not, and what was nice about that was in the summer before the school year, they would have band camp and that, so they'd be able to meet all their friends already before school even started, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big blessing. And so my parents actually sat me down one day and they were like, you know, we know that, you know, you're not into the musical music stuff and, you know, have you thought about like going to MLS, which is at the time when they talked talk, talk to me about it, that was when um, one of the guys from our church was actually there and so that we were able to hear about it. And they're like, you know, have you thought about, you know, maybe becoming a pastor or something like that? And I had not th- thought about it at all. I, I was like, you know, firefighter, baseball <laughs> player, you know, that was... I mean, you're an eighth grader, yeah. so... Um, He's thinking was, about four years later. Yeah, this was actually seventh grade year. Okay. Yeah. Um, even so, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. They just emphasized it even more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so I went up to MLS and I shadowed 
uh, the guy who was there. You know. Which is a serious trip when you lived down in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My dad is an engine inspector for Delta. So oh, okay. we get oh, the nice. standby, you know, tickets and stuff. Um, and so I shadowed the guy. And I just... I fell in love with it. I was like, this school is so cool and it's got everything I want. And um, so from then on, I was like, pastor all the way. And then he would pen me love letters and say how he missed me and how he wanted me to come up to school with him. <laughs> I'd become a pastor too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not, not I, quite that. Yeah, but but I, Dan did his convincing. Yeah. I, I think I was a little too too much of the... Cause I know Noah. I've known him for a very long time, and I know his gifts, and I know what he's strong like with. And I was like, "Dude, if you made a list of the qualities of what you what are necessary qualities of being a pastor, and you wrote down your own attributes, it would match up 110 percent." And I kept on telling him, "I'm like, dude, like you should really consider going to MLC." And he was like, "No, I don't public speaking. I don't like it." And, like that. and that's how then, it sounded. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he went off to WLC, but then you know now he's here, and that's all that matters. So. Dude, I, I so there are there are a few people that I've met where I've just like as soon as you start interacting with them, you're immediately like, "Yeah, I want this guy to like. I want this guy to be my pastor someday." Mm-hmm. And you're one of those people. I I, I agree. Like first time I met him, immediately I, was like, I can see why yep. this guy's going here. Yeah. Seriously, like that's not a joke. It's like, yeah, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> so, um, I, I, you're in. Do you like? You're in a lot of languages. Do you like the languages? Um, or is it just? It's like the that's one thing I'm done? good at academically. Okay. So. Yeah, Dan is very talented with the languages. Um, but that's not what's obviously that's not what's getting you fired up. Yeah. So what is it that's getting you fired up? Um, I just I, I don't know. I just. I feel a you know a need a, just to go out and just tell people, but it's tough now because you know going to school we're not going anywhere we're not you know that's probably why I like the soccer camp so much is I know I'm playing a a role in because you're you're applying all your stuff yeah mm-hmm. and I just I just want to get sent somewhere I I know I complain about the Midwest a lot. But even if I get a you call, have a right to this even, week. Yeah, even if I get a right to, yeah. Minnesota is actively trying to kill us right now. So <laughs> yeah, and so even if I get a call to the Midwest, I just I don't care. I just want to go and you know share the good news because that's the only thing that matters in life, and that's the only Teach. thing that you know gives true comfort and true hope, and um, you know, everyone needs to hear it. So yeah. Yeah, I think Dan has a big joy for outreach and just being with people and talking with people, like spreading that happiness with them. I think he's very good at that. Yeah. I like watching you when you're sitting at the desk in the library. It's like you're studying, <laughs> but you don't really spend any time with your books. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. That's always something that's – I love that job so much. It is the greatest. So I work in the circula- circulation desk in the library which is the desk right in the very front where everyone comes in the library. I'm the first person they see. and It, know, is, it, just, it is great walking in the library <laughs> and seeing Dan there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It just it makes awesome. me so excited to see everybody. And um, like what you guys were saying earlier about just like a wave or a hello or a how are you doing, just to know that you know, I'm just saying that to someone and maybe potentially brightening their day is gets me all excited because I just, I don't know. I don't understand how you can just – go throughout your day and 
not be excited or pumped up about something and so i, I mean you are you are a very very joyful person i mean i don't know yeah. that i've seen dan with all the smile on his face so why is that <laughs> why are you smiling all the time why shouldn't i Mm. You want to explain? That was deep. I would love to. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to, um, you had to put that in once, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I know where I'm going, when I'm dying, when I when I die, and I know that, you know, nothing here, nothing that can happen to me right now, will truly really hurt me or affect me. Um, just I don't know. I have a lot of confidence knowing that God loves me, sent sent His Son to die for me, and. If he's able, to, if he did that for me, like, that's the greatest gift ever. That's, um, like, th- you can't beat that. Like, I don't, I just don't understand how you can't be joyful all the time. Yeah. If you, if you know that, you, I mean, it's, you can't, words can't describe the feeling of just knowing that no matter what happens, you know what? It doesn't matter because in the end, Jesus loves you and you're going to go to heaven. Yeah. I think sometimes I stop and think like, if we truly knew and understood how much God loves us, we would literally be praising him all the time. Like we wouldn't think about anything else. Like mm-hmm. it would just consume us. Yeah, for sure. I, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, especially going back to the music. It's one of my biggest pet, pet peeves is when people either talk or sing about Jesus and they're just like, the father loves you. Mm-hmm. He forgives your sin. You know, no, I love them. the drums and you know? the guitar, and, <laughs> and, and that drives me nuts because what I, I I say it all the time is, you know, if you knew Jesus like I do, like the Jesus that I know, <laughs> if you knew him, you wouldn't you wouldn't like you wouldn't act this like not not even a negative like you wouldn't act this way. It'd be like <laughs> there'd be there'd be a little light there'd be a glint in your eye if you know the Savior that I know. I mean, even on the worst day, man. Just if you knew Jesus the way I know Jesus, you know you you put a little life into that song, mm-hmm. man. You'd have something to something to sing about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, may, this might you know uncover a little something. Un- again, I'm talking about the podcast. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead, but, man. Um, Shameless plug. Yeah, <laughs> there doesn't need to be any shame in a plug, man. Plug yeah. away. <laughs> but like, I'm also doing a little advertising for uh, Pastor Noadney again. Absolutely. Um, but his book. The the three words that can change your life we, he are sponsored or we sponsored each other for a while so there you go yeah yep. um and you'll understand why I'm, maybe <laughs> why I have all this stuff from him on my mind um in a few days but um, so maybe, maybe it's still a secret though yeah, it's, still, it's still a secret <laughs> you hear it you heard it here <laughs> right yep. oh. that's right if you're one of the eight people that watches this before Monday <laughs> yep well Tuesday but Two, oh, oh. <laughs> well, that might be like 15 be 15 oh boy which is more than the listeners that I get so <laughs> well the uh, well I'll, oh boy so uh, well say the uh, when it gets posted on a podcast there'll be a lot of people that hear it but on the video yeah. so you gotta watch that we gotta plug this too so you got to watch the YouTube videos there too. There you go. Watch yes. You now have um, YouTube videos. So you got to watch the YouTube, YouTube videos. videos. Go ahead. Anyways, his his three words that can change your life are God is here. And um we do we do talk a lot about it. Um we w- one episode is just on his book and how he says it's not it's not God in lowercase. It's it's God in all caps because I mean, it's it's God we're talking about. It's not it's not God. You yeah. know, we're talking about God. Like he literally made the whole world. He sent his son to die for you. And 
he is here. It's not he was or he will be. It's he is and he's here. He's not, you know, over there with someone else who's more popular or doing better. No, he's he's here with me who fails his Greek quizzes <laughs> and sometimes doesn't study as much as he should or has problems with, you know, trying to learn something new. And I think it's just important for everyone to realize that God is here. Like, how can you not not be joyful with that with that comfort right there? I mean, it's just you can't get better than having (laughs) then God is here. I mean, I don't know how you can be sad, like Dan said, when you have that that comfort, like, yeah. There's, there's nothing better. It's a little tougher <laughs> to be sad when you bombed a third declension, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but even even if you even if you fail, you know, even if you get none of your questions right, it doesn't matter because God is here. He's he's still with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, so, oh, go ahead. No, so I was gonna say that uh, Professor Calpine had a really really nice saying today in history class. He said, uh, "You only need two things." In his opinion, <laughs> so you only need two things. In order to become a pastor, you need love for the word and love for people. Yep, I've ha- I've heard lots of pastors say mm-hmm. that. Yep, I didn't hear love for Greek in there anywhere. So no, <laughs> <we're good. laughs> no, there's no love lost on Greek yeah. for me at least. <laughs> okay, so as we close right here, I'm gonna ask each of you guys in a second um, what you're excited about. So just something that's coming up in the future that you're excited about. I know Noah loves his girl, so he's probably <laughs> excited about Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's a yeah. <laughs> big plan. But what are you excited about? And then where can people find you if they want to? Uh, while you're thinking about that, he mentioned uh, Pastor Novotny, um, and what's the book called? Three Words That'll Change Your Life. Yes. There we go. Three Words That'll Change Your Life. Uh, if you go back like a year, um, this time last year, we were talking about it all the time as the book was coming out. You can still find it on Amazon. It's an excellent read, a very simple and easy read. Um, it's a good like starter book if you want to start. Like Noah was talking about digging into books about books about the Bible. So you obviously want to read the Bible, but you just want to read books about the Bible. That one's a good place to start. Really anything by Pastor Novotny. It's an easy read, um, but there's it'll add depth. It. There's a lot of there's pictures, pictures in it. There's pictures in it, yes. They're, they're, and they're good pictures, they too, are. and they're funny pictures. Exactly. He's actually he's he's actually a funny guy. Oh, yeah. And the, the, breakfast, has, the whole breakfast, oh, his, slash, anything. His, you're going to have to read the book the yourself. Bottom too. Oh, yeah, the notes. He's the king. Yes. The king of the footnote. Anyway, you can find his book, all of his books, really, on Amazon. Um, and then he also is uh, on the board of uh, Conquers Through Christ, uh, which is the Wells uh, kind of um, pornography and addiction um, helpline, if you will. It's a great place to start. Um, and we talk about those resources all the time. I don't hide the fact that I've struggled with it. And most, uh, frankly, at this point, most guys in the world have. So those are always good resources and a good place to start. Um, Noah, what are you excited about? Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a FaceTime date scheduled. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that'll be exciting. I have Amelia. She's my girlfriend. Do you want to shout her out? Like say yeah. hi. hi shout out the Instagram. <laughs> Is she ever gonna watch Drop this or listen to it? I'll make her watch it. Make her watch it. You can watch it on FaceTime. So you gotta watch all the way to the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I have I have her sister coordinating something. So don't watch this until Valentine's Day. (laughs) Well, no, Valentine's Day will be out by then, right? Uh, Well, we'll see how busy I am tomorrow. We'll see. Okay. It is Sunday, yeah. 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 We'll see. Where can you find me? Yeah. What's our room number, Dan? (laughs) (laughs) 202 Concord. Yeah, 202 Concord. (laughs) Yeah. Um, MLC is not currently accepting visitors. 
That's true. <laughs> and then yeah. we got 50 yeah. focus kids who came in and threw through plastic oh, yeah. containers in the garbage. <laughs> oh, man. Did you get that email from VP? I don't oh, get on-campus emails. Oh, oh well. <laughs> there was a um, VP shown found two of those green containers. Oh, yeah. In the trash. That is a big deal. It is. That's a that's a slippery slope. Once yeah. one gets thrown away, you know mm-hmm. they're gonna have to raise you know, two or three of those get thrown away. They're gonna have to raise tuition or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but like, are you on any social media or anything that you want to share? or No. Um, I am, but <laughs> I don't really use it all that much. Okay, yeah, that's right. fair. That's fair. All right, Dan, go ahead. I'm excited for soccer season this spring. Yeah. That's uh, a very unique soccer season. It's, yeah. But well, it's, it's a, a soccer season. everything so, season, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. At least it's a season. It's going to be cold and wet, but it'll happen. Well, maybe early spring. Or maybe, hopefully. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that because I haven't played organized soccer since eighth grade because MLS does not have a soccer team, which is the, like, the worst Ew. thing about MLS. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm excited for that and... Like no, I don't really use social media all that much. But yeah, I don't even know my own phone number. Really? No. Oh. Well, I can look it up for you if you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Charlie will tell you my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hit up Charlie. <laughs> Give me a little thing on the bottom. No, commit. <laughs> no, commit. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my podcasts are on there too. Well, what's the podcast called? Uh, Let's have a word. Um, you can find it on Spotify. Is where the best stuff happens because there's extras for Spotify. Um, but you can just listen to it online on a browser at anchor.fm slash let's have a word. And then, um, I don't know. It's everywhere. Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, pretty much right. wherever you want to listen. Um, no your YouTube handle? yet. Um, it's let's have a word podcast on Instagram and Facebook, um, to find extra information. And then just my personal stuff is you can just search Nathan Palsma. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, awesome. too, I guess. So. Sweet. You can find the Gird Up podcast right here on YouTube. If you're listening, you can find them on YouTube. The Gird Up, uh, oh, Gird Up Ministries is the channel. Um, make sure you hit like and subscribe if you're watching the video. You can find me. I don't have any personal uh, social media at this point besides Facebook, but you can find the Gird Up community on Facebook. You guys should that all is, join the community. I, I'm in there. Yep. That's There's a good, not a lot that's going on lately partially because i haven't been making anything lately so now that we're making stuff again we'll have some conversations um and then uh you can find there's a gird up page on facebook and then instagram is gird up underscore like underscore a underscore man we're big fun fans of underscores um and then you can always email me or look us up on the website the website's not quite finished yet but it is there and you can find it and make sure you watch out for new gird up gear coming at you as well new t-shirts new wristbands new stickers they're all coming soon and make that happen and none of that stuff goes back to me that all goes right back into the podcast fund to help pay for the hosting and and the uh coffee you guys didn't drink any coffee but all that good stuff right so it helps fund i mean it is it is you know yeah. What, it's 8 o'clock at night? You're it's never coffee. too late for a cup of coffee, though. <sighs> cup of joe. All right, fellas, glad to have you. Hey, thanks Thank for you having guys. Thank you for having Go be the man Charlie. that God created you to be. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thank good. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.